0: they end up like the lead uh actor that they hired ended up having visa issues. So then they're scrambling the studios like pitching Michael B. and rehearsal and all these names and doing all this, da da da. da. And literally Andy Irwin, who was half of the Irwin brothers duo, he was like The whole time they were doing that, he was like, the Lord, the Lord just kept bringing you to my mind. Just, he's like, he just, and your name just kept coming up. And I had, I didn't know any of this. And there's a, and there's a lesson in this for, for people who are listening. Like, like God is working for you in spaces that you have no idea. Like, you know, when, when you are doing your job of of just being faithful, being disciplined, being obedient, that is, that is, that is crucial in the spiritual realm
1: a dream can be anything whether yours is to start a business be in a healthy relationship pursue your dream career or to get right spiritually every week the dream check podcast brings you tips tricks and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. Welcome back for another episode of the Dream Check podcast. On today's episode, we have Caleb Casile, a great family friend and brother of mine and my husband, a former D1 athlete, philanthropist, and an incredibly talented actor here in LA. Today, we're gonna talk about maintaining your faith and finding opportunities to witness in spaces that aren't necessarily Christian. Let's check in. Good morning.
2: Yo, good morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're happy that you're here against all the odds and just appreciate you sacrificing your time today for being here. I'm so excited for the conversations that we're going to have. Yeah, same. So we're going to start with the first question that I ask every guest. What is a dream that you have right now? And Mm. this is something that people maybe wouldn't know by looking at your Instagram.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That could be anything. That's a great question. Um, I would love to win any sort of award mm. coming from Division One sports, playing at Alabama, winning national championships. You know that's performance based, and you put in a lot of work, and you want something to show for it. And mm-hmm. I think that coming from that environment, and you know, you strive for uh, you strive for the championships. You want to mm-hmm. you want to be um, not just labeled the best but you you know yeah. you want something to to show for it so well you practice
1: every day for it right you yeah know? exactly exactly
0: <laughs> so yeah I would love I would love some hardware on the shelf at home uh, to represent you know the mm-hmm. hard work and um, everything that has gone into you know my craft so yeah yeah that's a that's a dream that I have right now is to be an award-winning actor
1: I love that so much, and I, yeah. I see that for your life. So I can't well, wait you. for the day that you get to share that news. I
0: receive that, yeah.
1: So okay, an actor here in LA. You are on NCIS Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, what has you? Did you move from Alabama?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved from Alabama um, after my first film, Woodlawn, in 2015, and um, you know, I don't. <laughs> it's interesting, like. Yes, I moved here for acting, but I but in a way I didn't I felt like the Lord called me here Uh, It was funny. I came out here for like some press on a film fell kind of like fell in love with the city and I felt like like super drawn and literally like went back home And a week later told my mom I was like "I'm i'm moving to los angeles. She's like okay. (laughs) So that was
1: never even on the table. Although you previously, you had been acting, but not living in LA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was acting from basically from Birmingham. um, And that's where, that's where I was casted uh, for that first film. So in my head, I did it in my head and in my faith, I was like, I don't need to go to LA like Mm -hmm. to do this. The Lord had kind of already made a way where I was. So, that wasn't really something that I just said, like, okay, like, you know, made a plan. And, and it's funny how in college when I, when I had stepped away from football to pursue acting, like I had said a couple times to my current girl, to the girlfriend I was dating at the time, like, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be cool to move to Los Angeles. And it's like sometimes I think we, You know, we put certain things into the atmosphere, we speak Mm -hmm. certain
2: things.
0: (laughs) And then, you know, the you know, I feel like the Lord's up there just writing it down like, okay, you know? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So then I yeah, ended up um actually actually moving.
1: That's awesome. And I I love that you were able to still pursue that in Alabama because so many people that I've interviewed on this podcast it's like the opportunity, they don't have the opportunities in the towns they're in. So they Mm -hmm. feel like they have to be here for that opportunity, whether it be for acting, singing, makeup artists, you know, even me as a photographer, like I wanted to move here for more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you moved here, the door to opportunity just swung open? Or do you feel like God has revealed to you the reason that you're actually here? Is that for acting? Is that for
0: something deeper? I think because of, the way my my life has been and kind of like God's track record in my life mm-hmm. to just position me, I feel like he's going to provide wherever he takes me. So I don't I don't necessarily like in my head and in my heart, like it was never like, you know, I have to do this or I have to do that. But we can look back at our lives and see that like your blessings have like a physical location, like a geographical mm-hmm. location and that's all throughout kind of, you know, where, like I said, whether it's my life or whether you're looking, you know, at certain people throughout scripture or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, God's plan is very strategic as far as like, okay, I'm going to move you here and I'm going to do this. and I'm going to move you here and you're going to do this. Mm -hmm. So, but in my head it was never kind of like, Oh, I have to be here to do this. But since I have been here, I mean the opportunities have been immense, but I think it's even been a growth growth process for me being in LA because You know being a southern boy and being you know raised in a big family and having siblings and all that like I'm super super um Family oriented and and I love you know, I love being back home and you know for the first probably four or five years like I wasn't really rooted here and like where you're not rooted you can't really grow so mm. i was i really god had to really work on me in that aspect because i'm like i don't want to find my wife here i don't want to raise no kids here i want mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? all yeah. these things so <laughs> i was like you know i was like la cool opportunity work and that was in my head and i felt like i was like had a totally different plan of like nope i'm gonna put you on Literally, I'm, I'm going to put you on this huge show that shoots nine months side of the year, all these episodes, and you're not going to be able to escape. So <laughs> you're going to have to plant your feet here and let me grow you and water you here. So I would say like two, two years ago is when I surrendered in that, mm-hmm. in that aspect. And it's taking me so much deeper here
2: mm-hmm. in my
0: relationships too. It like having that mindset of like, okay, yeah, LA is work home is home mm-hmm. and that duality in my heart didn't allow me to really like go to a depth in the relationships that I needed to here you know even like with you and Nico you know mm-hmm. you kind of like it's kind of like where you have a, your guard up in a relationship yeah. you know what I mean it's like I don't want to let these people in too close because it's like oh yeah this is LA and mm-hmm. you know like you know so it it all kind of changed yeah
1: so you feel like you are you have your roots here now
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. And, you know, not only, you know, are my roots here, I, I feel like it's even like a step further, like where people move to LA and I think that they they, they see this city and they see it for everything that they can get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my mindset changed to like, okay, what can I invest into this city mm-hmm. and into this culture and into the people and into my job? You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you're literally setting the stage for the questions that I have for you. This is so good. <laughs> and I love the quote where you're not rooted, you can't grow.
0: Yeah, I think that that was something that just... Transformed my mind because I'm all about growth and I'm all about like mm-hmm. self improvement and, and really, you know, and all those things. And I kind of got to a place where I wasn't growing and, and, and to kind of double down on what I said about going into an environment and being focused, not, not being focused on what you can get out of it, but what you can give to it. And I think that when I, I was just like, got here, I'm like, take, 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 instead mm-hmm. of like give, give, give. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, I think that you there's 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 no room for you to really I don't know I think it's like the reciprocity right so it's like if I'm just taking 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 and not giving giving Mm -hmm. giving then like nothing's gonna flow back to me yeah you know
1: well and I think that being a a man of faith, that you have a lot to give to this city, a lot that the city, especially in your industry, maybe it doesn't get that light all the time, mm-hmm. and so I did want to talk about, you know, maintaining your faith and finding opportunities to talk about God and maybe um, environments where, not that it's not accepted, but it's it's not a Christian environment, sure. so to speak. So, do you ever? find yourself in those type of environments and how do you be the light in those environments?
0: It's so interesting, like being super, super candid, like, and I, and I'm just going to keep it all the way real today. <laughs> we love that here. <laughs> yeah. Like I have had conversations about God in environments that I never would have thought in a million years that those mm-hmm. conversations would come up. And It just let me know that, like, it just brings everyone down to a human level. Mm -hmm. I've had conversations with people who are just absolute, you know, legends in this business and, you know, who on the surface you might think like, oh, man, this person's so far from God or whatever, you know, or from faith or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, and it's the total opposite. They open up their mouth and they start sharing things that you're like, wow, like, You know, I never would have, like I said, I never would have thought that this person would say this or say that, but everyone at the end of the day is, is seeking something. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And we're all in need Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of, of, of saving. So I just feel like if we are truly men and women of faith, like you can go into any environment and have the peace of mind that, okay, I can say whatever, I feel like needs to be said mm-hmm. and it's going to get across because at the end of the day, it's faith and it's truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, so good. So I was once at a conference, a church conference, and they did like an open Q and a kind of with people. It was kind of like his word versus culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a rapper and he was being interviewed and, they were opening questions from the audience and they, they basically said, like, how do you, how do you become a light in such a dark industry? Mm. And he had said, and I loved his response that God handpicks certain people for those industries yeah, and he equips them for that. Yeah. And I think you are that. I think mm. you are that that man of God, that God fearing man, that people respect you and value you for that, even though they might not know what that is.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I I I really do think like like God is just so much bigger than our little puny tiny human brains <laughs> and intellect. You know, it's like we we it, it, I think what stops God's and and I'll and I'll, and I'll say this carefully. I think we can hinder his, his the Holy Spirit's process sometimes because of our own limits, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we say, "Well, like, I could I can never say that or say this." Like, I've, I've been on set, and, and I'll say this openly. Like, I've been on set with LL Cool J, like every day, and like, and he is, he is, uh, he'll have no problem with me even saying, like faith is a huge part of even his journey mm. and he is you know one of the you can't go anywhere and and say no one knows hello. him yeah. yeah no one knows him <laughs> you know and and so when you're around people like that who 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 god has gifted immensely and who has been such a voice in this mm-hmm. culture and he looks over at me as a younger guy in, in the business and is like hey man like yeah like faith is a huge part of this and a huge part of what we do. Mm-hmm. It just encouraged it. I mean, it encourages me beyond what I can, you know, even just de- even describe. And so, um, yeah, I think he, God does handpick people and we see it in every industry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For, for people to go in and cause he, he, and he will equip you. And I think that that equipment comes from our brokenness, mm. but we we have such hard times getting through that brokenness and i think that once we realize that everything is for us right like mm-hmm. for instance the the life the way that my dad grew up and the adversity that he went through he needed all of that mm-hmm. god knew that okay the guy I, i've given him a vision I, i'm going to plan a vision in him to be you know a a world renowned athlete speaker you know and all of that adversity that he went through strengthened him to be able to carry out what God needed him mm-hmm. to carry out. Father of six, married thirty eight years, a coach, a, a teacher, a, a associate pastor. All of these mm-hmm. things like you, he can't carry that mantle without, without hit you know without strength. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's if you allow adversity to do that, it'll strengthen you. So.
1: I have had the honor and privilege of meeting your dad one time, and I cannot imagine what growing up with him was like I know he's your hero. you talk yeah. about it on your instagram uh Nico, my husband is obsessed with your dad and um <laughs> what what was that like growing up in in a household where you're just i mean the wisdom it, it's it's crazy and That is very rare for, I think, a man to have growing up. Um, Can you speak on that a little?
0: If I could just, like, say one word that would describe him, or two, like, he is relentlessly faithful. Like, like I've never seen anyone in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) to where, like, and you're like, how does you know, what does that feel like growing up a house like that? Friction. It's Friction. People think like, oh, yeah, your dad was so this and so that. But I'm like, you got to understand something. Him being the man he, he is and God building him him up the way that he has, like he's still a leader and he's still having to, you know, he's having to lead six children and a wife in a direction that he believes is right and he believes is true. And when you're leading from that level of like excellence or that, le- that mm-hmm. standard, it's hard to get people to follow behind you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, especially when it's your, you know, your children and and your wife and people yeah. that are super <laughs> close to you. So, you know, growing up, it was, it was a lot of friction because like, you know, like people say, that's some hard shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my dad, you know, as close as we are, Man, we butted heads till I was like nineteen
2: hmm. like
0: nineteen twenty and we didn't really our our relationship took a turn for the better when i was I was dating this girl in college, and um we were basically living together, mm-hmm. and my dad you know and and his wisdom was like like son, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I'm gonna give you the wisdom. That I and the truth that I know about this situation, and I'm gonna leave it at that. you can make your decision, but I can't support what you're doing. Mm. I can't condone what you're doing, and so like I had that come to Jesus where like I was cut off, and I remember it was like the week of my mom's like fiftieth birthday, and I and like my dad wasn't talking to me, like we for the first time ever, I was like, I felt this distance from mm-hmm. him that I was like, I, I don't, I'm like, girl, bye. You know <laughs> what I mean? like, see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, girl, peace. Like, and you do you, you
1: see what he, what he meant by that now as oh, like a grown yeah. man?
0: Oh man. Like that's a,
1: that's a, a topic that people don't talk about a lot, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, it, 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 it is, it's a topic that has been either, completely blown over, swept under the rug mm-hmm. or, or, or like accepted. Right. Yeah. I see now everything my dad has told me has been for my benefit, you know, and what a father, mm-hmm. you know, um, I get it now. It's in, in certain subjects that we did talk about, whether it's sex or whether it's money, whether mm-hmm. it's a career, whatever, it's always presented a challenge to just Walk upright, be be disciplined, and, and and go about things in in a way that's pleasing and mm-hmm. honoring, right? But um, that's a that's a that's a sticky subject, and that's a tough one. But mm-hmm. at, and and I realize now, like you said, like as a grown man, like okay, yeah, Dad, I I realize why you were telling me that, why mm-hmm. you were trying to protect. You know, it's it, it it's 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 every father's duty to, you know. You know, you ha- you nurture this soul as long as you can, mm-hmm. and you and you know, and he's you know, because God's gonna hold him accountable. So and
1: they want to steer you in the right direction.
0: That's it. Every child, every parent wants exactly. their child to see.
1: I can't imagine. I'm not a mother yet, but one day I will be. And. I can't imagine like every parent just wants the best for their child. And especially if they've been there, done that. I mean, even in mine and Nico's situation, like I have lived with ex-boyfriends before. This was before I had a relationship with God or even really cared to Mm -hmm. at that point in my life. And I've done it both ways. And this is always what I tell people who are living with significant others, which that everyone has to abide by their own convictions, you know? And so I have done it the world's way so many times Mm -hmm. for 27 years Mm -hmm. i did and the time it worked for me is when i did it god's way and Mm -hmm. so believer or non-believer it makes sense and that's what i tell people yeah um and and
0: you can break it down both ways like totally if if you want to look at it in a worldly way or look at it uh in a in a spiritual way you can you can easily break it down it's like you know i i look at i look at the relationships around me people who are in that situation mm-hmm. And, you know, whether, like you said, whether you're a believer or not, it's like, you know, like, bro, like, like, you going through it.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, you're getting all the benefits <laughs> yeah. without the commitment. Like, uh-huh. what is the man's motivation to commit when he has all the benefits already?
0: Oh, my gosh. You, you know? Didn't say that again. Like, I have a, I, one of, one of my great friends, this is one of, this was one of the saddest things I've ever heard, Nicole. He and his he and his wife were living together, mm-hmm. or, or before they were married. And when they first moved in, they, the enthusiasm and the excitement and like their overall like uh, uh, like the, the the level of expectation that they had, mm-hmm. even when they would talk about the wedding they wanted. As time went on, and they were living together, that started to dwindle
2: mm-hmm.
0: to where this huge wedding that they wanted that she wanted they didn't even have it oh man yeah we're just going to the courthouse all right i'm like yeah sweet then they end up they end up getting married at the courthouse under like like no like no one was there and i'm and i'm like dude i'm like your best friend mm-hmm. and i didn't even know so my sister was like hey do you know so and so and so and so got married I didn't even—he he he talked about it like he had a doctor—like <laughs> oh just God. a doctor's appointment. Yeah, so like, casual. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, bro, we just did it.
1: Just making a huge decision. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm like—and and I was like, oh, okay. And, and in my head, I'm like, oh, man, like, how's that feeling? You excited and da-da-da. And he's like, yeah, I mean, like, not much has changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this huge day that you guys had so much excitement for that I'm sure— she, every, every girl dr- grows up dreaming about mm-hmm. a wedding, right?
2: Yes. And they're
0: dreaming and not in that moment of celebration with your family yeah. and, and all of that. Right. And it just like, all of it changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just was sad for me. Cause like, even as your friend, like I'm excited to be there and, and be at and the wedding you, and celebrate yeah. you and, and all those things, but they had nothing to celebrate. Mm-hmm. They ain't done it all.
1: It's almost like just a check mark. Like this, is what you're supposed to do. We've yeah. been living together. We, we've been engaged for X amount of years. Like the next step is to get married. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like you, it's something you do. Yeah. It's I, not a, a, in in a celebration. It's it feels more like a chore and a task yeah. than like a celebration of love and two becoming yeah. one.
0: And 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 the counselors from the church were like, "Y'all are living together. If y'all y'all should just get married." Mm. Instead of saying, instead of having and, and and look, like you said, it's it's everybody has different convictions, but we all know the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're in a position of leadership and you're trying to guide two young people in truth, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this is what you're a believer, right? All right, cool. Let's go in here and see what it says about this. Mm. This is what it says. You're out. You're you're out of pocket on this oh okay like do you agree with that yeah we agree with that okay then listen let's d- let's devise a plan where you both can 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 be pursuing each other in an honorable way instead of saying y'all live now, just get married and then you'll be out of sin it's like bro that's like, that's not the way <laughs> to go that's, that's about not it the way to go about it
1: yeah you know? <laughs> it, it just gets really sticky and like I said like I've been on both ends and it makes sense no no matter which way you talk about it. And I actually talked about in the last two podcasts um, just about, you know, pre-marital many things. Mm. You know, it's like Nico and I have built such a strong foundation and such a strong communication because there wasn't physical activity involved. Mm. There wasn't we weren't playing house before we Mm. were. Married. Yeah, yeah. And so we had all that plus more excitement to look forward to when we moved in together. I mean, yeah. people talk about, oh, you guys are still in the honeymoon phase. I truly feel like it's there it's always a honeymoon. It should always be a honeymoon yeah. phase. Yeah. Like that's how God intended it to be. Mm. And when you build all of that strong that strong foundation before you're married, you have that amazing communication to fall back on.
2: Yeah.
1: Like that Nico and I like are able to get through hard times because we spent the first year knowing each other, building our communication. Wow. Like I know I would want that for my children as well. Yeah. And again, like people have to follow their own convictions and I'm not here to judge or say people should do this and shouldn't do that, of mm. course, but I'm going off my experience and what I know works and, and what God says and what, at the end of the day, God wants the best for all That's of us. It, period. Everything in the Bible is, is set up for our best interest. Yeah. And it doesn't, and people make it more complicated. and I, I don't think it's supposed to be complicated. No. I think God is after our hearts because what's the quote? What comes in flows out. Yeah. And yeah. so God is just protecting us from what he knows isn't good for our hearts. And so yeah. that's why I'm so passionate about these topics, which was not intended to be talked about <laughs> today, but that's how God works.
0: Do you remember what my mom said in Santa Barbara? She has this quote. She says, Pursue clarity before intimacy. Mm. And that is Ooh. what you guys, that's what you described.
2: Mm.
0: When, you per, when you pursue clarity, when you have clarity in a situation, and clarity, that's a jam-packed word. Like, I think there's a lot of words that can even describe clarity. Clarity, to me, is peace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we all know when you're, when you're in a dating situation or whatever, as soon as you become physical, that clarity go right out the window, especially you for can't a, You can't see it. It's like especially for a man. It's like, oh, it's not you're, like you're all you're, of a
1: sudden blind. <laughs> you're blind. <laughs>
0: like yeah. You like, you know what I mean? And it's like, and then the more and more physical you are, mm-hmm. man, the more that clarity just goes out the window. Cause yeah. you're you're making you're making decisions based off of something else, right?
1: One thousand so, percent.
0: You know, so so it's like I, I you know, it's a it's a battle. It, it it really is. But at the end of the day, it's, it, you know, I think I always I do this one thing where I would say, like, I've started to where it's like, all right, I'm 30 years old. I've, you know, three decades of life. And um, I have I have always been sort of like an impulsive person. Mm hmm because I just love experiences. So I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Right. And a lot of those with, with that comes, you know, times where you're afterwards, you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. So I've just been trying to process my thoughts better. Right. It's just slow down. And it's like, even if it's something you really want to do, okay. There's been somewhere in my life where A decision similar to this did not turn out the way I wanted it to, right? So it's like, I always just, I'm just starting to think about the end result and even like using acting exercises, right? Where I'm thinking and I'm putting myself, you know, uh, in the the after like feelings of that decision, right? Mm. So it's like, okay, what is this going to feel like if I do this? All right, I've been there before. That didn't feel good. Okay, <laughs> let's not make that decision, right? So I think there's there's wisdom in that, and I think that we can all just slow down, mm. you know?
1: I think when we pursue intimacy before clarity, which that might be my new favorite quote of all time, pursue clarity before intimacy, mm-hmm. I think we are diving into instant gratification versus delaying gratification. Yeah. And delaying gratification ultimately sets us up for God's A plan for our life. Mm. And I and and that's something I I've had to learn the hard way as well. But I think you're right when you pursue intimacy first, you miss the God confirmations mm. or maybe lack thereof. Mm. You're so blinded that you're not actually seeing that this person, you and this person actually have nothing in common.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like you actually don't even like each other. Yeah. <laughs> But you're now like bonded by this intimacy (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was never supposed to be there in the first place. And and in most situations that I've been in, you feel trapped. Absolutely. Like you're now trapped by this, not to be so overly spiritual, but a soul tie with this person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not what God intends for, for our hearts and... I just get, I mean, this could be a whole it's other real. episode. Yeah. No, it's
0: real. It's real. It's real. It really is real. And, and you know, what is that, that saying? It's like everything good ain't God. Mm. And when you, put, when, you, when you put that intimacy before clarity, you're like, man, it's good. <laughs> you know but what it mean? ain't but God. it ain't God. It's yeah. real good. And so then you're like, well, I'm here and it's good and it's fine and whatever. So, yeah, I feel you.
1: There's also, which I feel like I'm supposed to share this quote for someone listening, but they can be great. They can be good. They can be great, but that doesn't mean they're from God. Mm. And that's something that I really had to to battle with as well in my dating. Sure, you know, even guys who were Christians and guys who were great and essentially maybe checked off ninety nine percent of the boxes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They can be great. They can even be Christian. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're from God. You have yeah. to look for the God confirmations.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that really spoke to me.
0: So, yeah, yeah no, that's real. For real.
1: So I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of stalking your Instagram, looking for some uh, some topic conversation <laughs> starters. <laughs> okay. When um, you posted this photo with this uh, with the scripture First Corinthians thirteen eleven, mm-hmm. when I was a child, I spoke as a child. Yeah. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. Mm-hmm. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Yeah. Can you like dive dive deep into that as like a man maybe for a young man listening what what that kind of spoke to you?
0: You know male and female we we mature differently, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. That for me like, you know, I I always describe a man's maturation process as like apple ios updates (laughs) because it just happens like you just plug us in and then overnight it's like oh wow i don't do that thing anymore that my mom's been telling me not to do it's like oh i i don't just kick my shoes off when i come Mm -hmm. in the house anymore i i go and place them in the closet you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know and for for women it's like you guys have this gradual Mm -hmm. process but our stuff is like overnight
2: Mm -hmm. in
0: a weird way where, like I said, I've just, I've woken up sometimes and then realized like that one thing I used to do, I don't do anymore. Mm -hmm. And actually at its core, I think that that change is built on values, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for me. It's like, so if I like, I can look at my core values, all right, what are my core values? And then if I'm really actively working to build a life based on those core values, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in line with, with that natural, you know, maturing process. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that we all strive to do better. We all strive to Uh, What is what is uh, what is Nico call it? Um, Have good (laughs) mental hygiene. Right. So, you know, for me, that's 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 all that is like I just always want to be somebody that's continually growing and continually having those iOS updates, you know, and not cl- and not clicking, uh, you know, update later. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> <It's like laughs>
1: And that's the thing I was going to touch on is it's a choice at the end yeah. of the day. Like we all have choices. So you can either choose to make your mental hygiene a, pr- a priority mm-hmm. or you can choose to do it later. And and how many times are you going to hit that later? Exactly.
0: update button? <laughs> yeah, you know, it yeah, yeah, can go on yeah. for months. It's like years. update tonight. Nah. <laughs> you know is it,
1: this is yeah. I mean this could preach like a whole sermon I'm mm-hmm. like getting catching all this vision but I, that that's I feel like in life in general we do that it's like no update later update later like mm-hmm. I, I do it on my computer all the time I'm yeah. like I, in the and it's because it takes a long time to update and it's mm-hmm. inconvenient <sighs> I'm catching all this vision yeah, right now and I'll that's the issue yeah. with, it's not just men it's women as well the the time it takes to truly change, change and grow in areas where we need the most growth is where it's the most inconvenient and most and
2: uncomfortable.
1: Most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and change comes from uncomfortability.
0: Yeah, period.
1: And people don't like that. They don't like to be uncomfortable and they don't like change. So they never, they stay the same. Yeah. And it's it's sad. It's like a generational curse, I think.
0: Mm. You know, they did a study And they, they found that in the corporate world, the most successful employees were the ones that were the first, I would say like the first update alert, Mm. like they would, they're, they're the ones that as soon as the alert comes, okay, update, do the update now, do the update now. Yeah. And they, you know, I don't know how they track the timing on all of that, but they found that the employees that were like, oh no, like, okay, you know, third, fourth, fifth Mm -hmm. update alert. I'll do it. But the ones who are like, okay, like right now, more mm-hmm. the most successful. So, you know, I think that once you, like you said, when you realize that the only way that you're going to grow is going through those uncomfortable seasons, mm-hmm. you, you, you honest, it's never fun or enjoyable, mm-hmm. but like there's expectation in it, right? It's like you, you kind of look forward to those valley moments, you know what yeah. I mean? Because they're they're If you really are looking at it in the right way, there's a lot of gratification in it. There's a lot of, to get out of it, you know.
1: And the end goal really is to just be a better version of you so you can be a better husband, a better wife, a mm-hmm. better parent. And so then they can also continue that for yep. their children and for generations to come. Yeah. So so wise. Yeah. So something else you said um don't waste your energy figuring out if you're qualified or not. Have faith in the fact that you're already chosen. Mm. And we've talked about, you know, the quote, um, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yeah. And when I read this, I instantly thought of that. And I feel like it's been a big topic on this podcast. But have you experienced that firsthand?
0: Yeah, absolutely. My first my first film, you know, uh, <laughs> it gave me so much faith that this was what I was supposed to do. For instance, like for people who are listening that don't obviously know my story or whatever, like I was D1 athlete playing at the University of Alabama, won two national championships with Coach Saban. And then at the end of my junior year was literally like the most depressed, the most anxious, the most like, what am I doing? The most miserable, you know. All those words I could use to describe, you know, my state of being at that at the time. Um, And, you know, I think that those, you know, when you look at. When you look at anxiety and depression, all those things that, you know, the world, you know, everybody is dealing with. Da, 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 they, we've made such a huge thing out of it. We've made they've made trillions of dollars out of, out of me, you know, in medicine, trying to, you know, get people undepressed. And the reason in depression to me, honestly, it's like it can come from trauma. And I'm not even I'm not going to downplay that because people mm-hmm. go through stuff. But a lot. But in my experience, anytime I've ever felt those emotions, which mm-hmm. is what they are, mm-hmm. right? It's a signal, just like pain is a signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, get your hand out of the fire, right? Mm-hmm. It's a signal that, so, okay, something in my life needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Why am I anxious? Why am I depressed? Right? What's the root of it? What's the root of it? And for me, like, I spent my whole life putting so much, uh, trying to get so much of my, I would say, you know, my identity, my my secure my my security, my confidence out of, you know, playing the game of football. And I got to, you know, the age of 20, you know, 2021 20, and I was like, yo, this doesn't fulfill me at all. Like I'm not passionate about this at all. Like mm. what am I doing? And lord, even further like what is it that you want me to do? And Obviously, he used that season of my life playing football, you know, from the age of, you know, 14 to, you know, 21 years old for a reason. Right. But when I when I got down to it, I was like, man, like this chapter is closing and this is not what I thought that I was that I. You know, I thought that, you know, this would be my platform and, you know, I'm going to go to the NFL and I'm going to do what my dad did and my two older brothers and God had a totally different plan. So when I left the foot, you know, when I when I decided I wasn't going to play my senior year and I was going to spend a year just pursuing what I'm like, God, I need to just pursue your plan for my life. And I need to. I need you to lead me towards my purpose. People are always talk about I got to find my purpose. No, God will lead you straight to it. Mm. Like it's not something that you necessarily have to seek out because you didn't put you here. You didn't design mm-hmm. you. As much as we love to, you know, give ourselves so much credit <laughs> and so you know, much credit. <laughs> you know, like you didn't. You didn't. You didn't manufacture yourself. So you might as well go to the manufacturer and be like, What is? What am I built for?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know, in that pursuit, you know, God speaking through several people in my life, I was like, you know what? I, I, I really, you know, ever since I was a boy, I loved watching daytime TV with my grandma. Um, I love story, um, all these things. So I just kind of like took a little step in that. And, you know, and I was like, I, I my brother at the time was kind of doing like some commercial stuff. He was like, yo, dude, you know how much you can make per day, like doing Nike commercials and stuff like that. He's like, you know, we're naturally athletic, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. made it seem so easy at the time, which we know this industry is not easy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I was like, okay, yeah. I, you know, so I started pursuing it. And 18 months into that pursuit, or not, maybe not even. I would say probably. Yeah, probably like a year, year and a half, whatever, of pursuing it, Woodlawn came. And that's the movie that I was able to star in. But if no one, you know, a lot of people haven't heard this story, but I wasn't, I was nowhere close to being casted as the lead in that film off the audition process. Mm -hmm. Like I did the audition and basically like, you know, they're like, You know, I don't even, you know, talking to John and Andy who directed it today, like I don't even think they saw my audition tape past like the second round. Right. So they ended up hiring uh, this incredible British actor to to, you know, fulfill the role. This is a huge film. Right. So they weren't going to really go in the direction of a newcomer. And so my agent reaches out to me and he was like, Hey, they're having like open casting calls for the, like to fill the roles on the, you know, on the football team. Cause you know, this was a seventies football piece similar to remember the Titans. And so they're like, they want real football players. I'm like, well I can do that for sure. So <laughs> I go out, I go to the open casting call. I end up being uh hired as like the stun double for the, the lead character. Right. So I don't, on faith, I'm reading the script, I'm growing my hair out, I'm doing everything that I think in my mind, you know, uh, I need to do to, to be this guy's double. Right. And so closer and closer, um, to, you know, principal photography, us filming the movie after, you know, eight weeks of rehearsal or whatever it was, they end up like the lead, Uh, actor that they hired ended up having visa issues. So then they're scrambling the studios like pitching Michael B and rehearsal and all these names and doing all this da 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 And literally Andy Irwin who was half of the Irwin Brothers duo he was like the whole time they were doing that he was like the Lord the Lord just kept bringing you to my mind mm-hmm. just kept bringing like, goosebumps. yeah like he's like he just and your name just kept coming up and I had I didn't know any of this and there's a and there's a lesson in this for for people who are listening like like God is working for you in spaces that you have no idea mm-hmm. like
1: goosebumps l- again like so I, good
0: you know when when you are doing your job of, of just being faithful being disciplined being obedient that is that is that is crucial in the spiritual realm
1: obedience is key I mean I always say obedience is God's love language that's it because he can't he's writing your plan but in order for you to be a part of it you have to be obedient to what he's saying or he's gonna start going to plan b plan c plan d (laughs) yeah
0: yeah exactly okay yeah yeah so uh and 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 speaking of of you know, plan B, plan A, like I get on the phone with Andy and he's like, dude, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trusting the Lord and trusting what he's told me. He's like, we can't get, we can't get Aussie over here. We got this, you know, multi-million, million, million dollar freight train headed towards disaster, (laughs) you know, we can't push production. He was like, dude, you're, you're my plan B right now. Like I need, I need you to go over. I had three days. He worked with me literally like 12 hours a day for three days, getting me ready to start production of this film. And every day the Lord just kept showing him and showing me like, this is like, this is my answer to this problem that you guys have. Mm. And you know, so going back to to the quote what you were saying um, about like trusting that you're called mm-hmm. like God confirmed all of that everything, every single tiny decision that I made of of discipline and of faith. Like to go to even go out for the role Mm -hmm. in the beginning.
1: I mean, I feel like that story is such a testament of where God guides. He provides. Mm. You were obedient. You stepped down from football, even though you were great at it and you loved it. You truly felt like something was missing in in what you were supposed to be doing. and, And you spent that time with God and you were obedient and he provided.
2: That's
0: it.
1: And here you are today. Here I am living your dreams and God's dream for you also, which is so beautiful.
0: Yeah. And that is, isn't that amazing? Nicole is like, I love that verse where, where David talks about like, like you hung the moon, the stars created Mm. the universe and you have thoughts about me. Like, Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Mm -hmm. so wild to think about. And, and, and he, and he holds that affection for every single one of us,
1: Mm.
0: every single one of us. It's
1: so wild to think about it, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Hey, if the stars were made to worship, so were we. (laughs) Yeah. Period. Okay. So I'm going to end with some one rapid fire question since we're running out of time, but what is either or both? the best piece of advice you've ever been given or
0: the worst my dad will text me you know daily and he always says stay focused and stay faithful
2: mm.
0: and i my, my therapist we always go he he always asks a question he says like you know whenever i have a back whenever i backtrack or whenever i have a failure or whatever and, he's, and he's, he taught me that, like, he's like, when, whenever a man or a woman, you see them have any sort of fall from grace or any sort of mistake or whatever, he's like, it, it comes down to a failure in your focus,
2: mm-hmm. all
0: right? We, we all start off, like, focused on something. It's like, all right, what, what were you talking about, right? So it's like, if you're somebody who's pursuing purity before marriage, right, like, that takes immense focus, you know what I mean. The number of times I failed in that is because I wasn't focused. Mm. I will focus, but I want to focus on yeah. the right thing. <laughs> you know what I mean. So Heard that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like um, staying faith, staying focused, and staying faithful. Right. So it's like they go hand in hand. You know, staying staying focused takes faith, mm. and and being faithful takes focus. So
2: I would so say good.
0: that. So good. And then what was the other one? The worst? Maybe
1: the worst piece of advice.
0: Oh, gosh. I kind of just hear it
1: run the other way. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, uh, wor- worst piece of advice. I feel like I've filtered all of that out. I don't know. I feel like if there is any, I think we give ourselves the worst advice. That you know? is too true. I've <laughs> given myself bad advice and we'll stick with that.
1: that that's too true. I love it. <laughs> well, where can everyone find you on social media?
0: Oh, uh, um, yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Caleb Castile that's 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 where i'll be and
1: you're filming right now so yeah and the next season of ncis right yeah
0: yeah we're working on season 13 right now
1: so they can find Um, you there when does that launch yeah
0: they can find the new uh season 13 coming out uh next week actually the 10th oh snap next next sunday yeah yeah so um yeah that's exciting yeah next sunday congratulations well thank you thank you
1: it was an honor having you and I, I hope we can have you back on here one day after you win your award and, hey, and we can talk about that dream becoming reality this is
0: the first <laughs> i will say this right now nicole look you in listening. the eyes this is the first place i will come first interview i'll do
1: we're locked eyes this right, is in this is in i'll tell you all right yes. well thanks again for all your wise words,
0: no, I appreciate you curating this space and be and supporting. Uh, you know, not just dreamers, but like taking the 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 charge. You know, mm. um, it's it's very important for us. As I said, as we grow older, to continue to be dreamers, to have that childlike faith and excitement. So,
1: Amen.